0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. That gearbox has survived. The steering, whatever the little trouble was there, has survived. He's into the final corner. He's off to the USA in 2024, but not before he smashes home. A hammer blow, pre-departure. Shane Van Gisbergen is now a three-time winner of the great race. Richie Stanaway has never had a podium here
1: before, and he's now a great race winner.
0: Mornings with Ian Smith. No, Ian Smith. Daniel McCarty in the chair for him, but we cover motorsport at this time every week, don't we, with the great Greg Murphy. And it might not have been the desperate and chaotic finish on the mountain that we have become used to, but Shane Van Gisbergen and Richie Stanaway's win of the Bathurst 1000 didn't lack any meaning or significance the duo becoming just the second all kiwi team to win the great race as the giz now rides off into the american sunset uh, it was rewarding and a fitting way you could say for a guy who has been so dominant for so long in this class well for richie stanaway the story is even better a taste of redemption as he prepares to regain full-time driving next season in supercars it was an emotional win for many reasons, our man Greg Murphy was, of course, involved in the first all Kiwi winning partnership with Stephen Richards back in 1999. He was on the mountain this year to soak it all and did a great job in the fine broadcast. Greg Murphy now joins us. Murph, how you doing? I hope you're doing all right.
1: Yeah, good Dan, good. Uh, yeah, back in the back in the land of the living.
0: <laughs> how good was that, motorsport fan? Kiwi, combine those. How does Craig Murphy sum up Bathurst in 2023?
1: Well, yeah, mate. Um, what an outcome. I mean, you, you start this uh, the great race. It doesn't matter how, how good you think you are or how good you think your car is and how good your team is, all these kinds of things at the start of the Bathurst 1000. It's, it's still very difficult to to believe that at the end of 1,000 Ks, you're going to be the one that crosses the line first um, but uh, Shane Van Gisbergen and Richie Stanaway, you know, the, the combination was, it's talk about a dynamic duo, um, and the performance in the lead-up and how they went about their business, sort of staying out of the limelight, as Shane said, and just focusing on on um, preparing a, a car that was going to be fast over a thousand kilometres. Uh, Richie Stanaway doing a pile of that work as well. Um, you know, he's fitted into the Triple Eight organisation incredibly well, and and um, you know, and supported uh, Shane incredibly well to you know to have have this performance. So yeah, you know, just uh, it's redemption for Richie. It's it's just an amazing story, uh, considering you know he was um, throwing motorsport away at the end of 2019, and to, to come back and and um, after a wild card last year, showcase his performance from that, be picked up by Triple Eight, and um, and show them that they uh, made a good choice by, you know, claiming them another Bathurst trophy. So, yeah, it's, it's awesome. I mean, you know, two Kiwis again. I mean, this year has just been a, a stellar, golden era of motorsport for New Zealand. And, and, um, and those two have just, uh, you know, added to it again.
0: Yeah, just taking on that point about Stanaway, it is a fascinating story to be so close to being out of the sport altogether. And now, just a couple of years down the line, uh, to be a winner at Bathurst, um, you know, can you just give us a little bit more context what he's been through and how he's got back?
1: Yeah, I mean the journey is is ridiculous. He was gone. He was he was done. He he uh, he left Melbourne um, at the end of two thousand and nineteen. Moved moved back to New Zealand. Left his race gear. Left his left everything behind because he was he didn't need it anymore. You know he um he was so disillusioned and, and damaged goods by by the sport and um, and you know mentally just just couldn't deal with it anymore. He'd been let down by by people um, and and also he made mistakes as well that he that he admits. So you know um, to to have fully just uh, disconnected from motor racing, um, you know, and uh, decided that that wasn't his pathway anymore. So now. Be full time. Got a signed gig full time for next year in the supercars, and and now be now be a Bathurst champion. is is an incredible turnaround, and you know he's he's so much stronger than I think he's ever been. You know he understands understands um, the the world of the sport much better. Knows what he needs to focus on. On knows what he needs to to not get caught up in, and 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 also. Um, you know, his love for the game is, is, is back, and that's because he he ended up in an, in an environment that um, challenged him and pushed him and supported him and believed in him as well, and that's just uh, so important. But, you know, it highlights also the sport and, and just professional sport as a whole and how ruthless and cutthroat it can be and that how, you know, you can be cast aside and forgotten about very, very quickly, um, for, for much bigger reasons and, and more worthwhile reasons and', and, and we're talking about sort of um, mental health and, and the likes and, and being you know being treated properly correctly so that um you know these kinds of things don't happen so it's it's um yeah, it's, it's a significant one I'm just so proud of them for, for um, being able to come back out of you know the depths of despair in that space and um, and refocus and and show us what he's got and uh, it was it was always there His talent, his speed is, is undeniable yeah. and, and it, it was before this weekend um but his refocus and and how he is uh you know mark larkin called him which is January 2.0, and, and he, he certainly is and it, um, he, he's a he's a whole new powerful figure in, in motorsport again um and that's where he deserves to be
0: yeah and conversely shane van gisburg has done a lot of winning in recent times he's had a lot of success uh what I noticed when he got out of the car pulled off the helmet there was hardly a bead of sweat on him he's so fresh and so clean at the end of it um a bit like his driving you know his reaction to it what do you think it means to him
1: oh, it means a lot I and mean, he's played a huge part in this this for Richie as well you know he uh, uh shame is a significant um uh figure for for Richie and and a huge supporter as well you know when when all this uh uh went down um a couple of years ago, a few years ago, 2019, you know, Shane was was definitely one that was concerned and and, and reached out as well, and has been a um, uh, huge support for Richie through this through this period. So it, it it even that adds to the to the story um, as well uh, that the two of them shared that car on Sunday to do this uh, do this meteoric feat. So um, you know, he needs he needs to be referenced in that in a, in that way as well. Shane does, but um, yeah, he yeah he's. He's, he's just, uh, what do you call it? I don't know. He's just a, uh, an incredibly um, talented individual. And we've seen this for, for years now. I mean, his, his numbers and records and what he does in every type of race car speaks for itself. And, and you know, he, regardless of all, anything else, he, he, and uh, how he's been thinking about the car and, and his year and all this kind of stuff, once he gets in a race car, puts the visor down. Um, you know he, he gets in the zone. Shane Van Gisbergen um, is almost unbeatable. So, you know he did that on on Sunday. They they drove half the race each because the two of them are are you know are lead drivers. None, neither of them was really a co-driver. And they they you know they knew what they needed to do. Trusted each other. The team did a, a great job for them. And and Shane delivered the goods at the end when 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 it all counted.
0: To the race itself, those two spoke about their car needing a lot of work to be right when it got serious. Uh, Then it was really sort of hanging on uh, towards the finish line, the way they described it in the immediate aftermath and post-race interviews. Can you talk us through what they had to work through and resolve to have the winning machine on the checkered flag?
1: I don't think there was too much resolve. I I think it's just they had a plan um, in place, you know, uh, I think from the beginning, which involved you know, really uh, understanding um, what that car needed to be for the 1,000 kilometres, not for a one lap. And, you know, um, uh, Shane didn't qualify where I think he would have liked to, but, you know, put that down for the fact that they weren't focused in that area. Um, I'm sure he was focused when it came to getting in the shootout and wanting to put down a really good lap. But but at the end of the day, um, there wouldn't have been any concerns whatsoever that they were in the middle of the top 10 there for the start of the race because, you know, it, it is a terrible cliche, but it is a long race. And so, you know, so they worked on, on that plan and and um, played played the strategy that they, they needed to. I mean, um, it was uh, spoken about that they needed to get ahead of, of the 88, um, so they got rid of a double stack situation, which did hurt a lot of cars throughout the, um, uh, the paddock. You know throughout the uh, the um, the journey of, of that thousand kilometers there was a lot of cars that had to spend a lot of time sitting behind their team car uh, waiting for fuel to get uh, delivered so you know that was a big part of it was um, getting in front of the 88 they were racing their own teammate there to try and put themselves in that position throughout the, the early stages and um, that paid off in a big way um, and then you know uh, Shane was, um, was talking on the radio about a few other bits and pieces towards the end of the race that um, uh, were, you know, concerning him a little bit in the cockpit, but I don't think they were too too serious on the right. way. It was just a matter of, of mass aging charging the car. But the, the thing that probably did concern him was the fact that the 88 car, of obviously uh, went out of second place in a in pretty devastating fashion for, for Feeney and, and wind with a, um, a gearbox mount, uh, sorry, gear lever mounting issue, which um, yeah, just knocked that car out, and also the Triple Eight car of Craig Lowndes and Zane Goddard So two, two Triple Eight vehicles um, with the same issue uh, would have been of, of of a pretty high concern for um, the team in the pit lane, um, and uh, and also when they sort of I think maybe told Shane that he just needed to to be wary. Um, that would have just added to the, the whole complex situation but right. um at the end of yep. it all they managed to get through it you're
0: losing a your gearbox at that stage hugely frustrating so what for the team 88 the 88 number car is is that the group probably has the most regrets about what transpired
1: yeah yeah it wasn't even a gearbox it's actually just a, a mount that the the gear lever sits on um oh, right. and yeah so so it was even a little bit more simple in some respects, um, and it'll be something that Triple Eight will uh, be ruining, and um, I'm sure we will be uh, updating up, updating that um, that part of the car. So I'm sure that that never happens again because that was a one-two, a one-two at Bathurst that um, uh, slipped through their fingers in a big way. So you know, there's there's some uh, some lots of learnings as there always is uh, from from yep. Bathurst that you you hope you you take on to the next one and, and never have to deal with again.
0: You mentioned the Saturday shootout seems so long ago now because Dickie and Russell were the ones to beat in the 99 car after crushing the field. Where did it go wrong for them on Sunday, though, you think?
1: Well, it's sort of, they set themselves up to be in, um, be the chaser um, when they decided strategically not to pit under one of the safety cars. And now I, I forget which one it was. It was a significant one, though, um, where other cars did pit and other cars chose to double stack. Um and uh that that basically put them behind the eight ball on their on their fueling strategy um and and their tire strategy and uh at that point they knew they were on the back foot and that was that was before lap 100 it was around maybe it was like 70 odd or something i think it was um and they knew at that point that they were going to need something uh significant to happen uh, to allow them to uh, put themselves back in that challenging position, I don't think they had the. the they didn't have an, a, um, any sort of additional speed or an advantage there. Um, you know, the, the the 97 continued to sort of get better and better and better, and and um, and they'd also, as they strategically put themselves in that in that in that uh, track position um, at the front of the field, which was going to make it hard for anyone else to get ahead of them. So, yeah, it was a str- little, just a slight bobble and decision there on, for, the, for the 99 and um, and yeah, as I say, it just meant that they were the chaser from that point on and, and not the one being chased
0: Lastly on Bathurst before we move on and, and wrap this up Greg uh, what did you make of the performance of this generation of car overall and how it responded to the mountain?
1: Yeah, no, It wasn't it was, it was good um, you know, there was there was a few issues here and there but you have that every year Um, There's there's a bit of a parity issue still That needs to be resolved uh, Between the the Camara and the Mustang I think that was pretty clear to see for everybody In a straight line Um, There's uh, a bit of performance there That needs to be evened out Um, But overall, you know, lots of drivers Talking about how loose the car was And how different it is Well, it was, it's supposed to be different I mean, it's been 12 months You know, since everyone stepped out of a a car That had been um, uh, evolved and developed over a very long period of time, um, so this car is always going to be very, very different. Obviously, a lot of some drivers who haven't had the experience in the previous generation car weren't so perturbed by it and just got on with the job. I know Richie Stanaway wasn't really too perturbed; he was quite enjoying driving the car. Um, so it's just it's you know it's new, so we're we're supposed to have um, challenges for the teams and the drivers. But um, I think it performed overall very well, um, and the speed differential between this car and the and the other car. Um, wasn't um, uh, as big as maybe some people thought it was going to be. The use of the soft tyre made a difference and was challenging for people to get their heads around. Um, But, um, you know, no issues whatsoever as far as I was concerned, other than, as I say, there's there's still work to do, supercars and Ford and GM need to get their act together and and sort out the, the small discrepancy that there is between the performance of the two cars. In the
0: Supercars Championship itself, do you back the Giz now to be able to climb over the top of Brody Kisticky?
1: Ah, oh, if no one, if no one thinks, uh, sorry, if anyone thinks that um Gizbergen isn't a, a serious threat to take this championship, well then, um, obviously, don't know who he is and how he goes about things. So, <laughs> yeah, he's 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 without question. Uh, hopefully, he's got sniff for it. Um, he's talking it down, but I can tell you um, that that's his M.O. He sort of uh, plays uh, plays a you know, that kind of game all the time, and, but um, secretly, you know, he can't help himself. That's, that's what he's there to do, and he knows it. And, and um, uh, I know that he'd love to walk away with another championship um, and uh, leave and head off to the US.
0: Greg, uh, I'll kick you out on this one um, and get back to your lovely New Zealand breakfast. Uh, while this was all going on, did you see the scenes out of Qatar in the Formula One? It was so hot, and I've seen stories of drivers spewing inside their helmets and even passing out. Uh, how's, yeah. how's that possible? How's that allowed to happen? And could you imagine the excruciating conditions those drivers were under?
1: Oh, I don't think anyone can imagine it until you're in it I mean they are so super fit those drivers are just elite sports people not just in driving but you know their fitness and their training is just so extreme so if they are struggling like that um, it says that um, you know there needs to be a real rethink around uh, that event and when they have it and and putting people through that that kind of Situation so clearly there needs to be it needs to be looked at as a safety issue in a big way. Um, I don't think, I uh, many the drivers look like they enjoyed that too much at all. So um, you know, hopefully Formula One, uh, you know, take a look at themselves on this one and, and and think about the teams and the drivers and and the kind of levels of stress that they're clearly under. So um, you know, it, that's going to be hopefully something that uh, is is uh, identified and and um, taken into account in the moving forward. Yeah yeah will they
0: you have much faith they will are they the organization that puts the driver first
1: um that's probably questionable yeah
0: all right you get back to your breakfast thanks so much for joining us uh greg well great job as always over the week one more mention
1: one more mention louis sharp uh british f4 champion as well over the weekend uh Incredibly talented little Kiwi uh, over there doing great things um, on his way to superstardom as well. Uh, wins that championship after a, a, a very tight battle throughout the whole year. So um, that one needs to be recognised. Oh, we shouldn't be surprised. The Kiwis are just great at the sport at the moment, mate. That's where we should be focused. We should focus on motorsport instead of some of the other stuff.
0: Get <laughs> on your move. Thanks so much, buddy. Talk to you soon. You know. Cheers, mate.